Welcome to Spirit of the Hall. Our Teddy Hall podcast series brought to you for Olarians by Olarians. My name is Ollie Belcher and I am the president of the St Edmund Hall Alumni Association. I am delighted to bring you conversations with some of Teddy Hall's most fascinating alumni, fellows, students and staff. This episode is with Sophie Richardson, who at the time of recording is in her final few weeks as the Teddy Hall JCR Social Secretary. Sophie was interviewed for Teddy Hall in person over three days in December 2019, before any of us had even heard of COVID. I really liked that they were in person and I think some of the experience is lost. I think there's a lot to be said for going, actually staying at the college, experiencing the college. She then came up to the hall in 2020 to read geography and after one term, the college closed again due to the pandemic. I was, yeah, to be honest, like devastated. I was very sad. I think we'd all sort of got it in our heads that that was a sort of strange Michaelmas term, but it would be getting back to Norway and Henry. In her second year, Sophie decided to run for social secretary and has loved organising all sorts of events, especially now that COVID is largely over. Having a successful event is just such a good feeling um, and knowing that kind of everyone's enjoying themselves, having a good time. We tried to kind of have quite a kind of inclusive social calendar, so have lots of different types of events. Sophie, we really look forward to hearing about your experience as the JCR Social Secretary and as a student at Teddy Hall throughout the pandemic. Well, Sophie, welcome to Spirit of the Hall and thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm going to start by asking you about your journey to read geography at Teddy Hall. What made you apply to read geography at Oxford? Um, so it was always my favourite subject at school. Um, and yeah, it helped that it was always one of the ones I was best at as well. And I really liked the subject because it's just so broad and I didn't, I was quite indecisive. I still am quite an indecisive person. So geography was just quite a good one to kind of cover all the bases. So do a bit of science sort of, um, and then go into the kind of humanities areas as well. So you're not a physical or a human geographer. You tend to like the whole, the whole lot. Um, I think now I'm, I'm now I'm definitely a human geographer, but I did like the attraction of having kind of one more year of studying kind of both sides and still kind of delving slightly into that science area. And 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 what made you choose Teddy Hall? I actually didn't choose Teddy Hall. I actually got pulled here, but I'm very glad I did get pulled here. I initially um, applied to Jesus, and it was mainly actually just because they had a lot of geographers. And I'm actually very lucky that in my year there are eight geographers. So that was really no issue at all. When you were pulled by Jesus and given Teddy Hall, did you then go and have an interview at Teddy Hall or, or was your interview at Jesus enough? The way they do it at geography is they pull you before the interview. So I only ever interviewed at Teddy Hall. So you must have been interviewed in December 2019 before COVID broke out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, can you remember your interviews? Uh, yeah, I can definitely. Um, so I think I was here for about three days. Yeah, from I had one on the Sunday afternoon and then one on the Tuesday morning. So I had the Monday to myself to walk around Oxford and meet all the other people interviewing and stuff, which was really nice. I think I stayed in Kenny. And yeah, I had two interviews, one with Rob and Callum and then one with Lorraine and this other kind of PhD guy that I have actually never met <laughs> since. Okay. And what what were they actually like? Were they challenging? Were they what you expected or were they a bit of a surprise? I think they were they were definitely challenging. 
yeah, I quite enjoyed the challenge of kind of being asked questions that I really had to think about. And they were very kind of receptive to what I was saying and kind of really questioning, making a question how I was thinking and what I was thinking. And yeah, they were really good, actually. So Sophie, since you did your interviews, obviously the interviews have now gone online because of COVID. And I understand that this year in 2022, they're still online rather than being back to in-person. What would you think about this? I really liked that they were in person. And I think some of the experience is lost. I think perhaps there are like definitely arguments access-wise that it's a lot more comfortable for people to be interviewed online um, in the comfort of their own home or school. But I think there's a lot to be said for going, actually staying at the college, experiencing the college. Um, I spent a lot of time just sort of like in the JCR, talking to other interviewees, talking to student helpers, kind of just, and it was just actually a really good experience to meet people who were also applying for Oxford and kind of like breaking down some of those stereotypes and just, yeah, meeting everyone really. I think that's a opportunity that people are missing out on now. If you were making the decision, would you say that they should go back to being in person? Uh, definitely, yes. I think it's just a really good experience, really. So Sophie, when COVID broke out in March 2020 after you'd you know had your offer, did you reassess whether to come up to Oxford that October or were you happy with potentially a, an online university experience? I was just quite happy to dive in, really. I think I didn't, I didn't think it really crossed my mind that it might have to be online. I don't think I wanted to think about that, but I was sort of sat at home for six months. So yeah, the idea of not going to uni and doing another year of sitting at home just did not appeal at all. I was very excited to go. And and you were able to go in person? Yeah. So for the, for our Michaelmas, we were able to go in person, albeit there are a couple of sort of isolations and a lot of COVID along the way. But yeah, the Hillary was when it all went back to online and at home, which is a shame. So think, thinking about when you when you did arrive, you arrived, as you said, Michaelmas 2020. And, you know, it was the first term that college had been properly open since the pandemic. What was college life like for a fresher at that time? Looking back on it, very strange at the time. I didn't really know anything else, so I did actually enjoy it and have a good time. So we were all kind of in bubbles. So I was in Emden 3 and we ate and socialised and worked with all of those, just those eight people for basically um, a term. But um, we were quite, like, Teddy was actually very lenient. So we were, we were allowed to kind of eat as a bubble in the dining room, whereas other colleges had to have sort of takeaway meals and stuff, which would have been very grim. Mm. Um, and also we kind of met other people in the JCR and they had lots of outdoor marquees as well where we could meet people. So yeah, it was fun. But yeah, looking back, it was very different. Mm. And you, you reminded me that college then closed again in Hillary term due to another national lockdown. How did you feel when you heard this news? I was, yeah, to be honest, like devastated. I was very sad. Um, I think we'd all sort of got it in our heads that that was a sort of strange Michaelmas term, but it would be getting back to Norway and Henry. And to have it like worse, that we weren't actually allowed back to Oxford at all, was actually, wasn't good news. So where, when did you return? Was it Trinity? Yeah, Trinity. Okay. Teddy was pretty good at actually getting us back 
at the beginning of Trinity, whereas some colleges had to wait till later in the term. And then Sophie, when you did come back, you know, in your second year, life was more normal and presumably, presumably you lived out of college. How, how was this experience and, and who, who did you choose to live with given you, <laughs> you were on and off, on and off in and out of college for that first year? Yeah, so I lived with one person from my bubble, funnily enough, and um, the bubble up the stairs from us. Um, so I didn't branch out that far friendship group wise geographically speaking but it worked out really well we were in a house of seven and yeah it was lots of fun it was definitely different kind of navigating seven people all sharing a house together but I'm really glad we had that experience absolutely and during your second year you decided that you would apply to be the JCR social secretary what made you want to do this I kind of I wanted to get involved in the JCR I thought it looked like a really good sort of community and I'd really enjoyed kind of what the previous social sex Millie and Caitlin had done um so I was so interested to see if I could kind of also like follow follow their legacy and do something good myself so me and my friend Emily decided to apply. So and can you explain to listeners what is your actual role as social secretary? So we're basically in charge of organising most of the sort of social events in college, the kind of ones that kind of everyone's invited to, so not kind of like sporty ones or that kind of thing. And we've got a kind of ENTS fund, so we've got money to spend on various events. And yeah, so it's really just kind of having bops, so big organised parties in kind of clubs or in college, or smaller events like film nights, open mic nights, pins in the park, a sports day, Lots of things like that. Um, so it's been a really, really enjoyable event, really enjoyable role, and also organising Freshers Week. Absolutely. And and Sophie, are there any in- initiatives that you started because of COVID that have actually stuck because they work better for students than events prior to the pandemic? So I'm not entirely sure if what we've done is completely new or if it's kind of we're picking up on old traditions. I feel like sort of in the summer we had kind of drinks in South Park and stuff and that was really nice with kind of rounders and things and I've got no idea if that happened before COVID but it was definitely one of the only options during COVID um so I'm not sure of that and I think we'll definitely continue that in the future. You mentioned um that you and your co-social secretary Emily you know, one of your roles is organising bops and things. Have you been able to organise bops or were they not allowed because of social distancing? Yeah, so I we were lucky enough to start our term kind of after COVID had stopped being an issue, really. So we started in January of 2022 and we're ending at the end of this term. So we've been able to do bops and all of that. And we've actually brought back the first kind of bops in college to the Wilson as well. Fantastic. And what about a college ball? Have you been able to organise a college ball or was that was that too far-fetched? There was a college ball last June and that was organised by Brittany Pereira and Alex Sasha, the ball presidents. Um, so luckily that was not our job. <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun and we've actually kind of stolen various things from the ball, like the Kaylee, and brought that back as a kind of a standalone event. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm delighted to hear that you know, the fun of college life has clearly returned for everybody, which is wonderful. But I was thinking, Sophie, you know, we've got at the moment, obviously, the cost of living crisis. And I was thinking, will students be able to pay for things like college ball tickets in future? 
Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, and I think it's definitely a debate we need to kind of have. I know a lot of colleges have access tickets, so they've got kind of tiered prices. So they basically help you out um, with the price of a board ticket because it is just such a kind of quintessential Oxford experience. It's a shame if people miss out because they can't afford it. Um, so I think maybe for the balls in the future, that could be a conversation. So helping people who can't afford it to be able to join in. How much is a ticket now for an Oxford ball or Teddy Hall ball? <laughs> Too much. Um, <laughs> Teddy ball was about 120. That's uh, so a lot of money. Yeah. And that's on the kind of low end. A lot of the bigger colleges are even more expensive. Wow. Wow. But as you say, it's such a, an Oxford experience that it would be you know, really important for everybody to be able to go and experience it. Yeah, exactly. Especially as it is in college, it's it's quite difficult to avoid. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's a shame if um, people can't go. I think looking into kind of access tickets or different price points in the future would be amazing. So, so Sophie, I was just thinking about a podcast I did earlier on in the season with an, an alumni called Robbie McRobbie, who was the JCR social secretary 30 years ago. He mentioned how they made Kylie Minogue an honorary member of the JCR. If you were to make anyone an honorary member today, who who would it be? Such a good question. Um, I'm not sure personally. I know that last year we made Eddie Hall, the world's strongest man, a JCR honorary member. Oh, um, wow. He's got a, a good name, um, <laughs> Eddie Hall. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> that's quite a funny one. So yeah, I'd go with that still. So, so Eddie Hall, did you did you contact him and did he accept? I'm not sure. It wasn't me. I think someone probably did try and contact him, but we we are yet to yet to have a visit from him, sadly. Okay, okay. So, um, so for now you're into your final year. You mentioned you only have a few weeks left as JCR Social Secretary. With hindsight, are you glad you've done it? Definitely. Is there've been like some low moments where you know we're trying to get tickets hours up or got lots of things on or you know got to do the degree as well um but ultimately like having a successful event is just such a good feeling um and knowing that kind of everyone's enjoying themselves having a good time and actually especially like we tried to kind of have quite a kind of inclusive social calendar so have lots of different types of events and try to attract lots of different types of people and when that kind of works out, that's also such a good feeling. People have really been kind of included and like brought into the whole, whole community. Absolutely. So so what's been your most memorable experience, would you say? I think we've done quite a lot of good ones this term, to be honest. Um, we've kind of got into the swing of things. We did a really good matriculation bop in the Wolfson where we had a really good turnout. It was and then like it was the, the freshers first bot and everyone was just really enjoying themselves and also this term we had a Kaylee in again in the Wolfson and that was so much fun because well most people had no idea what Kaylee was until we tried to describe it to them how did you describe it to them it was difficult to be honest <laughs> uh, we said it's Irish Scottish dancing where you don't need to know how to dance and there's sort of clapping and spinning and it's sort of funny if it goes wrong and that it did turn out to be the case um, and it was <laughs> when everyone really enjoyed themselves and I think pe um, the next social sex are already looking at how to bring it back next term and 
then I think another one I think and again in college um because I think doing events in college makes it sort of very teddy uh we did an open mic night in the bar and we had about 10 people singing and playing the guitar and all that and we crammed as many people as possible into the buttery which is a challenge Mm. (laughs) um but it just created such a good atmosphere and again it was so nice to see so many different people contributing absolutely and do you have any online events or they all do you aim for all in-person events they're all in in person now thankfully emily and i haven't had to do any sort of zoom quizzes and other socials that had to happen during the pandemic so that's interesting that people were keen to keen to drop the online social existence and go back to um human human contact exactly yeah i mean we've still got very active sort of facebook page and things like that but um thankfully all of our actual social events are in person Excellent. So, Sophie, you said that you, 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 the new social secretary has been elected and you've got your few weeks left. So I imagine you're now head down doing your geography dissertation. Is that right? Yeah, that is right. What, what topic have you chosen? So I'm looking quite close to home. So I'm looking at low traffic neighbourhoods back home where I live in Islington. And so over the summer, I interviewed protesters and supporters and I'm kind of looking at it from a a mobility justice point of view and trying to work out kind of whose like rights are being represented or who's being listened to that kind of thing and do you think you would have made a different choice if COVID hadn't hit and you could have traveled not really to be honest I think a lot of now kind of geography is trying to kind of push people towards studying things that they kind of are familiar with or that kind of thing my tutor sort of describes it as you know you can go on holiday and then you can also do a dissertation you don't have to sort of I know kind of try to work a dissertation topic around where you want to go on holiday if that makes sense yes no absolutely so so if you've you sadly finished Teddy Hall at the end of Trinity this year do you um feel cheated of your Teddy Hall experience at all because of that first year where you you had to go home during Hillary or do you feel you've actually made up for the lost time I think it that always will be a shame and I think it definitely like COVID had done still definitely have a lasting impact on kind of my experience like my year's experience and no to be honest everyone's experience but I think I have made up for it I think I've probably been a much more and I will continue to be a much more kind of active third year than I probably should be um, because of those kind of lost times, mm. but it's been it's been really good overall. Um, and and yeah. your finals will they be in exam schools or or are exams now done on, online as well? Uh, depends on the subject, um, but for geography at the moment they're still online. They're still online, are they? Yeah. Gosh. Okay. So you won't be dressing up in your subfusk. Only afterwards. <laughs> Only afterwards. Okay. So Sophie, um, do you know what you're going to do next? When you leave the hall? I don't have like the strongest idea. Um, I'm quite happy to sort of take a year working things out, doing kind of small, smaller internships or going traveling and that kind of thing. I think I probably want to do something around kind of policy in quite a generic sense. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but basically something interesting. So not, not something not something to do with policy that links back to your dissertation of mobility justice. 
It could be, to be honest. I think, yeah, I've applied for one of those local government development scheme things. And I think I'll apply for like the civil service as well when that comes out. So yeah, it could be something to do with that. Yeah, but I'm I'm quite open to open to everything, really. Open to ideas. Have you heard of Orlarian Connect? I've heard of it, yes. Because it's, it's, it's an excellent platform, you know, of, you know, um, alumni who are willing to help students with mentoring or perhaps career advice. So maybe you should have a look look on there. Yeah, I'll definitely have a look on there. That sounds really useful. Mm. And, and then perhaps encourage your peers to as well, because it really is a, an excellent resource at, at your fingertips. Yeah. So Sophie, this, this whole series is about the spirit of Teddy Hall and how it has shaped us all. What do you think the spirit of the hall is? Um, it's a good question. <laughs> I feel like it's sort of joining in. That sounds like quite a good way of summing it up. So I know we kind of, we used to be known as a sort of really sporty college and we still kind of are, but it's not because we all are really good at sport. I, for one, don't have any coordination at all. <laughs> but it's because I think we all sort of give it a go and join in. So for girls' sport especially, I play girls' football and we played a team made up of three colleges and they had four girls turn up to the match, whereas we, just a single college, had the full kind of 11-person team. Wow. And that was like a bad day for us. So I think that sort of sums it up, really, the fact that kind of people are just really willing to put themselves out there, have fun, join in, and kind of help each other out. Yes, I think I think Hollerians definitely have a can-do can do attitude. Yeah, definitely. So what will you miss most about the hall when you leave? I think my friends. Um, I think it's, yeah, I've only just realized just how many people are on four-year courses that I'm leaving after three years, a bit sad. And then, yeah, just that community, really. Absolutely. But you'll, you'll stay in touch with them. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I'll probably be back next year to visit. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and Sophie, before you go, I'm going to ask you to leave us all with three favorite places of yours. One in Teddy Hall itself, one in Oxford. And one in the world beyond Oxford. And if you can tell me what yours are and why, in any order. Okay, so Teddy, I think I'd go for the Wolfson. I think Ming food is such a massive part of the college experience. And being able to just eat and drink and laugh with people on a daily basis has been just a really good like like foundation kind of thing. Do, do, you, eat, do you eat your breakfast, lunch and dinner in hall? No, no, not the, not all the time because I, yeah, no one can afford that. Um, but I do eat there a lot. Okay, and that's been really good. And it's also been a place where we've had lots of really good social events, which is a good memory. And then in Oxford, I reckon kind of quite again, I like go for walks quite a lot. And Christchurch Meadows a really nice place to do that. Really pretty. Uh, I used to do rowing last year, and that was mainly just because. The river was really pretty and I liked sunsets. <laughs> and favourite place in the world is <laughs> is a big option, lots of options. I'd probably say my family go to West Cork in Ireland every year and that's just so beautiful and it makes me very happy. And yeah, it's kind of like very relaxing basically. So yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And, and so if you, if you could guarantee one thing about Teddy Hall that you would never want to change, what would that be? The community, the price of Ming, um, the price of food. I think that's key. Yes. And yeah, just that 
community, that whole spirit, keeping that going. Finally, finally, one piece of advice to your, to the next social secretary. Get lots of helpers because <laughs> you'll need them. And yeah, just do a lot of big variation in events. Dirk Haley, an open mic night, really good puns as themes for the bops. Yeah, I think that, that will sort that that'll be fine. Yeah, get a, get a, getting a team together to help along. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for your time today. And I wish you very best of luck with your dissertation and your finals. And do make sure you go on All Area Connect because it would probably be a very good resource. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I'll definitely look on All Area Connect. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Sophie Richardson, who really brings to life how different student life has been during the pandemic, but also how quickly the students have bounced back, enjoying bops and balls once more. Our final episode of Series 3 is with Professor Robert Whitaker, the Vice Principal at Teddy Hall and a much-loved geography tutor to many over the past 35 years. Sadly, this is Rob's final year at Teddy Hall, so it is a privilege to hear about his journey. Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.